And with that, I have the great pleasure of introducing today's guest speaker. Uh, her name is Pastor Janae Klatt. Her and her husband uh, pastor a church in Arizona, Imagine Church. Am I correct? So they pastor Imagine Church in Arizona. And to get Justin is also the area pastor for our like southwest area. But we all know that Janae's probably the one doing all the all the work there. Uh, the reason I know that is because anything I do, Pastor Brittany did about 85% of. So, but with that, it is my great pleasure to introduce Pastor Janae Klatt. Would we please welcome her to the stage? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so good to be with you this morning, faith community. It is a privilege to be here. Um, I want to say a special thank you to your pastors, Pastor... Oh. Oh, yes, youth, it is time to exit. It is time to go with your fearless leader. We'll miss you. <laughs> All right. I um, just want to say thank you to pa your pastors, Pastors Larissa and Vince, for inviting us to come uh, to be with you this morning uh, and to be the beneficiary of your beautiful San Diego weather. Uh, we, as... Uh, he mentioned we live in Arizona, um, so we have been experiencing the 120, upwards of 120 weather recently. Um, we've been there for most of my life. I grew up there, so used to it, but I don't know if you can ever just get used to living in an oven. Um, it definitely uh, weighs on you day in and day out, So, uh, but it's a joy to be here and to see uh, actually our bosses Pastor uh, Mark and Carol from um, San Diego, which you are very familiar with as well. So good to be here with you all. I'm going to snag my water bottle real quick, Justin, if that's okay. Thank you. Can't get away from that dry heat. Um, so uh, like he said, my name is Janae, and uh, Justin and I live in Arizona with our two girls. Uh, we have a 14-year-old named Zoe Jane and a 10-year-old named McCallum, and they are our joy and our love, and um, we have often great chances to be, you know, together as a family. They get to stay home, uh, so Justin and I had a little bit of a chance to get away, get to the beach for a few days by ourselves, so it's been a joy. I am so excited to continue this series, The Questioning God. This is an awesome series, and when uh, Larissa and Vince sent, sent us the information, I was like, what a cool perspective to seeing the heart of God through his questions. We see a lot revealed by somebody through their questions, right? Whether it's the young child who is asking the proverbial why, <laughs> why, over and over and over again, it really reveals a heart of wonder, a heart of interest, sometimes a heart of persistent aggravation. <laughs> But the why is, is rooted in something of childlike wonder. Or maybe it's the student seeking answers as they study. They're asking questions. It reveals more than just what they're searching for. It really reveals the heart of who they are. When we ask questions, it really reveals something deeper within us. And I love that this series is looking at the questions that God asks us really to reveal the, and examine the heart of who he is, a perspective of what God is really looking for 
here on earth and in our hearts as his kids. So we're going to continue that today. And I get the, the joy to talk about one of my favorite questions. It's found in the New Testament. And I love this question. Because there's so much buried in these simple words. So we're going to dive in that today. And it's found in Matthew 15, 29. And I apologize. Just to be really real with you, I have to take um, like a medicine and it makes my mouth really dry. So unfortunately, that's what's happening. I, I, I promise you I'm not like racked with nerves. But, um, but just so you know, I'll take some sips every once in a while. Um, okay, so Matthew 15. We see here, this is the story. I'll set it up in just a minute. Um, we see here that Jesus is, uh, this is the story where he feeds the 4,000. And this is, um, we find him, it says, Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Jesus is amazing. The people were amazed, as you and I would probably be as well. And when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. And then it says that at the end of these three days, right here he says, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? And Jesus asked the question, how many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. That question right there, how many loaves do you have, is the question that I want to discover with you today. First of all, let's look at the beginning of this story. Let's, let's look at what led Jesus to this question, right? Sort of the, the backstory of how he got to this. He's there with three days, for three days of miracles and miracle and miracle and miracle over and over and over again. He's ministering to 4,000 people. The Bible says 4,000 men, which means you could possibly double that or maybe even triple that with women and children involved. So a massive crowd. And then he asked the question, how many loaves do you have? Because it was sparked by his awareness of the needs of the people first. That question didn't just come out of nowhere. He wasn't just like, hey, have you been to the grocery store lately? How many loaves you got, guys? I'm just wondering for our road trip back home. No, he was concerned about the human limitation that sat before him. So... At the core of this question, we must first identify the fact that Jesus is driven by compassion for his people. This question reveals the heart of God that he, number one, sees our needs. 
He sees our needs. Jesus sees the needs of you and I. He saw the needs of the, of, of the crowd. He said, wait a minute, they can't just go home and collapse. I'm not going to just send them out. I've healed them, but I'm not going to care about their physical needs. I'm not going to care about their empty stomachs. I'm not going to care about the safety of their return home. He saw their needs. This question, at the base of it, came from a place of compassion and action on Jesus. So for you and I to look at this question, how many loaves do you have? The first thing that we can see in the heart of God is that he sees our needs. He sees your needs. He sees my needs. He understands our human limitations. He understands our lack. He understands not only the fact of our needs, but he has been moved to compassion to act for our needs. He wants to meet our needs. He wants to meet your needs. The heart of God is to be actively meeting the needs of his people. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, Cast all your cares, the amplified version says, all your anxieties, worries, concerns, once and for all, on him because he cares for you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. See, this question, how many loaves do you have, is based first and foremost in God's compassion and care for you and I. He cares for you. He values you. He wants to meet the needs, maybe even the ones that you're not even aware of. He is. God cares for our needs. But he doesn't just want to leave us there in our lack and our need. He doesn't just recognize it and then go, okay, yeah, sorry about that, guys. I don't have that problem. He doesn't just sit in that. He is stirred to action just like Jesus was in this story. He's stirred to compassion. He says, hey, we can't just leave this crowd of people hungry. What, was, what must we do? Just like he did on that mountainside, he stirred the disciples to respond. And then what do we see? How did the disciples respond? I can only imagine if that was me in that moment, seeing a sea of 6,000 people before me. I probably would have been like, wait, what? We're supposed to feed these people? I'm sorry, Jesus, I didn't bring the grocery store with me. I don't know how to feed 6,000 people. What? And they respond that same way. Where could we get enough bread in this remote place? It's not even possible, Jesus. This is not possible. They responded the way you and I would probably respond in our human construct and limitation. I don't have what you need. I don't have it physically. I don't have, I don't have the capacity for it. I don't understand what you're looking for. I cannot, I, I can't supply that, Jesus. They responded in this, I must control it. I've got to figure it out in my own strength. I do that all the time. God, you're asking me to do this. Wait, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't have money for that. Have you, wait, have you seen me? Do you know I'm not capable of that? I'm not good at that. I'm terrified of that. 
There's no way, God. Why are you asking that of me? And then he asks the same question. He asks the question we're looking at today. How many loaves do you have? So the disciples panic. I got nothing. And then Jesus even drills in even closer. No, I'm asking how many loaves do you have? Why? What does that reveal about the heart of God? Is that God wants to challenge our perspective. He wants to challenge our perspective as men and women who are constantly founded in our own human limitations. That's who we are. That's the reality of humanity. And he's aware of that, right? We said it first. He's aware of our, our needs, our human lack. He's aware of our fragility. He's aware of who we are. But then he still asks the question to change the perspective. Wait a minute. Stop looking at the lack. Stop looking at what you can do. Stop looking at where you can fix it. Stop looking at what I'm asking, what you think you need to control, what you need to change, what you can only contribute. Stop looking at the natural and let me reveal the supernatural. God is a God about challenging our perspectives, our vision. Church, he's about lifting our eyes to see bigger than we could have ever hoped or imagined. He wants to focus our eyesight, our perspective, not on our own plans, not on our own capabilities, but his plans, his abundance, his supernatural abilities that go far beyond what you and I can do in the flesh. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. He is about changing our perspective. And this question, how many loaves do you have, instantly changed the perspective of the disciples. I'm sure it panicked them at first, even more so than they were originally thinking. But then we see what happens after that in just a minute. I want to let this question, how many loaves do you have, be a reminder for you and I to think outside of the perspective that we typically think. Our typical, traditional, human go-to response. We all have it. Yours probably sounds a little bit different than mine, but it's of the same heart and nature, which is, I can't do it myself, so it's probably not possible. And God, in his grace and his love and in his desire to change us to be more like Jesus, asked these questions to say, can I ask it in a different way? Could you maybe look at what I could do and not what you can only do? How many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? What a peculiar question. Now we get to the actual question. Those were the two things leading up to that moment that sort of sparked that question to the disciples. And now let's look at the actual question. How many loaves do you have? I think it's an interesting question because we just see Jesus who had performed miracles for three straight days. I mean, miracle after miracle after miracle for 4,000 people, upwards of 4, more than that. And then he goes to the disciples and says, hey, how many loaves do you have? 
when Jesus, who is God incarnate, he is the divine, could literally speak loaves into existence. He could have said, let there be loaves and fish, and boom, insta-meals right there. And I'm telling you, it's not Hot Pockets. God would not make Hot Pockets. He would make gourmet sourdough and delicious bread and sides and wonderful accoutrements for everybody to eat. He could just speak it into existence, right? That's who God is. He spoke life into existence. So why does he ask the disciples, hey, how many loaves do you have? Because this is the third glimpse of the heart of God that we see in this question, is that he invites us and our participation. God wants you involved in his work. He could have just created the loaves and it would have been another miracle and it would have been a wonderful thing. He could have just, and he's done it before, manna from heaven. Could have done it again. But there was something specific about this moment with the disciples that he wanted to say, I want you involved. I want your participation in this solution for the miraculous. This question reveals that God invites you and I to his work, to partner with him, to be a part of the supernatural, not just to remain in the natural, but really to be an active participant in the work that God has intended here on this earth. What an incredible privilege and honor and humbling thought to think that God wants to participate. God wants your participation and my participation in this world. You have a part to play in the work that God has to do here. Because he's about relationship. God is about relationship and he is about creating in us more of a character like Jesus till the day that we go home to him. It is about transforming who we are and how we live in order to be more like Christ here on this earth until the day we go home. And how he gets to do that in you and I is to allow us to participate with what he's doing. You're invited. I'm invited. We are invited to participate in the miraculous work that God has. So I just want to take a minute really quick and think, just, just think with me for a minute. Where could God be inviting you to participate? Is there a situation in your life that in human eyesight looks quite daunting? But maybe God wants to realign your perspective to see the supernatural. And then... He's inviting you to participate. Where could that be? What could he be doing in and around you that he is inviting you to join him at work? Maybe it's your kids' lives. Maybe there's a situation at home that feels absolutely daunting. But God's inviting you to participate with him, and he wants to lead you to participate. Maybe it's your marriage. 
Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's a mission field. Maybe it's the very neighborhood in which you live that God has called you to partner with him to reach your neighbors. And it seems absolutely impossible. But God is asking to change the perspective and invite the participation. So he asked the question, how many loaves do you have? And then what happened? He took the simple offering of the seven fish, I'm sorry, the seven loaves and the few fish, and what do we see here? He took them, and when he had given thanks, I love that model, Jesus gave thanks. He broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people right? And they all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls. These are large baskets. These are not tiny little baskets. These are baskets large enough to fit a human, like a big, big basket of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 besides women and children. So what do we see here? How many loaves do you have? He takes that simple offering of the, the seven loaves and a few fish and he multiplies the offering. He does the supernatural. He takes the, he takes the natural and he multiplies it. He extends it farther than it could have ever imagined. He extends it farther than the disciples could have gone and purchased that amount of bread. It wasn't even possible. And he multiplied it. He did the miraculous as only God can do. As only God does. He multiplies our offering. When we surrender, when we say yes to his invitation, the promise is, is that he multiplies that. He multiplies your and I's participation, our involvement in what he's doing at work. He takes our simple human brokenness of surrender and he multiplies that for the miraculous. He multiplies that for his glory and his reach to his kingdom be done. God takes our offering and he multiplies it, church. The good news is, is that we get to participate with him, but we don't have to do the multiplication. We don't have to figure out the math. Hallelujah. I am not a math person. <laughs> we don't have to figure those things out. We don't have to do the, the figuring and the striving and the, the pressure and the, ah, I gotta, oh my gosh, what happens, what happens? God says, take, surrender your offering. I will take that and I will multiply it for my glory. And guess what? You get to be a part of it. Could you imagine knowing that those were your loaves surrendered to Jesus? Like if it was like, okay, like, the disciples come to you and be like, yeah, I got this, like, tiny little piece of bread. And they're, like, watching it get multiplied. And then, like, you're like, wait, that was only this big. Oh, my gosh, it's still going. It's still going. It's still going. Oh, my gosh, there's leftovers. My tiny little loaf of bread that I made a week ago and packed with me in my little, my, my, my satchel to get to Jesus, that and now fed thousands of people. I got to be a part of that. Could you imagine the stories that were told around the dinner table every single time you ate a piece of bread? Oh man, did you see that one time when Jesus multiplied it? 
bread would never look the same again. It wouldn't. You would never think of a loaf of bread as the same small, measly piece of bread. You would see a miracle. You would see potential for the supernatural. You would see the multiplication. You would see your participation in the kingdom of God every single time you see a loaf of bread. When you and I participate with God, our eyesight is changed forever. Because he takes our offering and he multiplies it. And now our finances never look the same again. Our marriage never looks the same again. Our kids never look the same again. Our neighborhood never looks the same again. Why? Because we see the potential for the miraculous when we surrender our offering. How many loaves do you have? When we hear that question, let us be reminded, first of all, that God sees our needs. He is aware of our humanity. He wants to challenge our perspective outside of our limitation. Because he wants to invite you and I into the participation to multiply our offering for his glory and his miraculous involvement. How many loaves do you have? As we come to a close, I know we're going to go into a time of communion, but I have just a few prayer points that I want to submit to us as a church today. Whether you're here or you're watching online, I'd encourage you to make this part personal. We saw the story of what was happening with Jesus and the disciples and how it applies to our lives and that question, the discovery of what's inside those simple words. And I want to encourage all of us to just take a minute and apply this personally to our lives. So the first question I have for you, and maybe this applies to you, and if it doesn't, that's okay. Maybe the second one or third one will. The first question is this. Do you know, truly know, that God sees your needs? Do you know that today? Someone might be here today or online and need the reassurance to know that God sees the needs that you have not even voiced out loud. But he wants you to know that he sees them and he has compassion towards action for them. He doesn't want to leave you in your lack and in your need. He sees your pain and he sees your hunger for him. If you feel like you need to be reminded of that. I'm going to invite you in just a minute. To, we're just going to respond very simply. But just hold that in the back of your head. If that's what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, yeah, I needed to be reminded of that today. Just hold on to that. The second question is this. Do you want your perspective to change? Does the question, how many loaves do you have, does that challenge your perspective? Do you want to see the supernatural and let go of the natural worry, concern, control, human need to get involved. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you say, you know what, I have tried to determine this outcome over and over and over again, and it's not working, and I need my perspective to change off of me and my lack and off of him and his abundance and onto him and his abundance. And maybe the last question is you. Do you want to say yes to his invitation to participate with where he's calling you to join him at work.
and see the miraculous? Has there been something that God has been stirring in your heart to join him with? And you've been hesitant, and there's worry, and there's fear, and God is reminding you so gently with that simple question, will you join me? I want your loaves. I want you to be a part of the miracle. I want you to be a part of the process. Or maybe that's you. So I'm going to invite the worship team, just a few of you up here, and then we're going to prepare to continue this act of worship through communion. But I just want to pray over us today. And if any one of those things, and maybe it wasn't even something I mentioned because the Holy Spirit could say all kinds of things. We want to allow him to do that. But if any of these three points stood out to you and said, yeah, that, I want more of that, Holy Spirit. I want to surrender my offering to you. I would just invite you to do simply what the disciples and those with the loaves of bread did. They just surrendered it. Whatever it is, would you just take your hands as, a, as an act of worship to what's happening on the inside of your heart? And we, I'm just going to pray over these simple offerings, whether that's to say, I need to recognize that you see my need, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I'm going to trust you with my need. want your perspective to change. Lord, open my eyes to see the supernatural. Or you want to be involved in the miraculous and join him at work. Would you just extend that and talk to God in this moment between you and him? space, we, 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 we just say yes to you. We realize that we do have lack, and sometimes we see it from the, the human perspective, and we want to lift our eyes to see the miracle, to see what you want to do through us and in us, to multiply for the thousands. Lord, would you take our simple offering of our surrender to you, who we are, even our needs, the, the very core of who we are and our brokenness and our frailty, we surrender that to you today. We ask, God, that you would do only what you can do. And take that surrender and multiply it for your glory, for your purpose. For your kingdom work here on this earth, would you take our simple offering and may your work be done in our lives and through our lives. In Jesus' name. We're just going to continue in an atmosphere of worship, thanking God for his sacrifice on the cross and communion.